Um, let's talk about, let's actually settle the dog down real quick. He was great for the first take. Of course, that's how it goes, right? <laughs> Parker's going oh, yeah. to bed. Parker's, Parker's <laughs> in a straight jacket. All right, we could get back to work. Take two, we've oh, never had thanks. any dog interruptions or any technological difficulties. We've never talked to Sandy before. Take two, take three, whatever we're on. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sandy, tell me a little bit about yourself. You're a grandmother from Wisconsin. What else should we know about you? Um, I'm a grandma. I stay home with the kids. I run our business. We're getting ready for a huge snowfall again. Um. That pretty much says it all. I've, I've been through Wisconsin, I think, three times right about this time of year. And uh, it's the only place where I've ever seen the steam come off of a, uh, a furnace and just instantly turn to ice in the air and just make more snow like in a parking lot of a hotel. I don't know how you guys live there in the <laughs> middle of the winter. <laughs> it wasn't. We kind of were skipping winter. It was. It has been so nice until last week we hit almost 60 below last week. Um, I thought we were going to get lucky and it was going to leave us alone, but apparently not. We're right in the middle of it now. So on a 60 below degree day, that gives you quite a bit of time to do crocheting and all the other uh, crafts and stuff that you do, huh? It and does. That, but, but actually, does. if you're a grandmother and you're watching all the kids, that means quite a few snow days that you can't really get too much work done, huh? Actually, on those days, they closed the city pretty much except for pretty much essential people so I had three days to myself I made myself a comfort blanket and I made a shawl and planned a few other things but we'll see if we get to those or not and uh, so you're doing just about anything crochet you do your own things that you want to do and then you also do custom work we love to do custom work. That's our favorite. And how, how do the, how we does the custom we put... order end up happening? How does somebody reach to find you to then figure out they want you to make something special for them? They'll either see on my page, they'll message me through the business page, the Golden Toad, or they'll see it in the Etsy store and send me a message and they'll give me an idea of the colors that they want of something. And... I'll talk to them, you know, message back and forth a little bit. And once I know the colors and the design or somewhat of the design that they're looking for, we just go from there. And, and how does it, how does the custom orders. order work on Etsy? Cause I, I, I've sold on a little bit on Etsy. I've shopped on Etsy. Um, you kind of put up a template of something and then uh, they would say, Oh, I really like this, but I'd like the black change to red, something like that. Right. Right. Yep. That's exactly it. And for me, I'll send pictures back and forth to make sure that it's looking like what they had in their in their mind so that we stay on the same. This is good. No, let's change this. Um, so it doesn't get all done and they say, oh, now I don't like it. I mean, if, if you have something you want in your mind, that's what you want. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. And for a custom order like that, do you take a deposit beforehand or how do you make sure that uh, even if they're not happy with it at the end that uh, you're not stuck with it? If somebody's really not happy, I will do uh, a return. Um, I have done one return because they, it, it just didn't match what they wanted. Um, but with doing pictures back and forth and making sure that, okay, this is what I have. This is what I'm doing. 
you know, what do you, do you like this? Pretty much that keeps us in other times. So I've only had it happen to me once. That's not, that's um, not too bad. No, no, I felt bad, but I, I couldn't, um, I just couldn't pull it to what they wanted, what they had in their, in their mind. You, you know? can't please everybody all the time, I guess. Well, sometimes our minds work so different and, you know, it happens. It happens. So I can be fussy when I need to. Be <laughs> I mean, if you're in 60, negative 60, I think that warrants fussy just about for the rest of the year if you live through that day, right? <laughs> and only one frozen pipe that did not burst. So I'm pretty proud of that. I, I didn't even think about that. I'm just thinking about how bad my face would hurt if, if I was stuck out there. <laughs> Um, you don't go out unless you have to. I mean, even in your house, you, you just don't. you've got to be freezing, no? That's why I work on the comfort blankets because they're, oh, they're, they're warm and they're thick. And like a comfort blanket, um, a small size will cover me from like my neck to my feet. And it ends up weighing five pounds. <laughs> and a large one will cover me from the top of my head to my feet. And it'll weigh between six and seven pounds. And what's making and it? What's making it that heavy? Enough. Is that just the yarn? Is there like the down uh, comfort type stuff in there? Nope, it's all yarn. It's all That's yarn. Quite a bit of yarn. It's it's a yeah. Well, it's a doubled yarn. I double it, and it's called a blanket yarn. So it's a heavy, thick yarn. Um, it's it's far from a weighted blanket. If you've heard of a weighted blanket, I have. I was just going to ask: Is it, is it about the same idea as the anxiety blankets? It is, but it's quite as heavy, and it's because it's yarn. It's it doesn't have the pellets or anything like that in it. It's just all yarn. Nice. And are are those available on your shop? They are not available in the shop yet. Um, they are available off from. I understand. <laughs> well, if you, I've ha I have them up on my page, and you can definitely talk to me about them. I love to make them, and they're just. Those are my favorite. And they're and they're tested up to negative 60 in Wisconsin. Perfect. No, no, they're not tested <laughs> at all. They're no. <laughs> but they they are warm. They are very warm. So when you're when you're doing all this, you're doing all this by hand, right? You don't have machines or anything to do this. Nope, just my hands. And a, a blanket that could cover you from head to toe. Is that one sitting, couple sittings? How long does something like that take you? Depending on what kind of blanket the the as I call them comfort blankets take about four to five days. That's quite a bit um, of time. Is that is that a full day of of work or a couple hours here and there? It's a few hours here. Now I gotta do that. Then it's a few hours more. Um a lot of it depends on if I have the kids, um, if the house is cleaned up or not. I mean, I'll sit for Oh, sometimes three hours at a time, but then I usually set it down for a little bit and do some walking around and stretching and stuff like that. Gotcha. I could only imagine your hands must get quite tired if you're lugging around a five-pound blanket to, <laughs> to try to get the corners on one end and be quite tired, quite at the workout if you're lifting five pounds a thousand times. It it By the end, it's like, whoa, this is getting big, you know? But, oh, it's so warm and just cuddled into it. It's just... Like I said, it's my favorite. So you said that those aren't on your shop yet. And I know that you've told me before that uh, the things that you make are just inspired by what you like. 
Um, but how does how, how do you decide exactly what makes it to the Etsy shop? What warrants getting the selection in the shop? I see there's like a hundred and twenty something items. How how do you pick what goes up there? Um, I really don't know how to answer that. If we like it, it goes up. If we don't like it, it does not. Um, the comfort blankets aren't up because they are just, I haven't gotten like the picture that I want that I, that, that does it justice I understand. yet. That's more, uh, more excuse for you to kind of just lounge around the house and tell people just to take photos with the blanket in use. No, that's, that's work. That's a work right. project. Right. Exactly. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was. I know that you said that if you like it, it goes up and whatnot. But I wasn't sure if there was if there was a certain level of nope, this is going to stay just for us, or if if uh, if there was any actual uh, you know formula behind it. Um, it seems like you do like to do a lot of stuff for holidays and things like that. Is that uh, stuff that you started with using for yourself, like the St. Patrick's Day lapels and stuff like that, or is that just uh, saw the pattern and had to make it type item? I saw the pattern. Well, we love um, St. Patrick's Day. And I wanted to make a four-leaf clover, a shamrock. And um, so I kept looking. And the, the lapel pins just kind of took off last year. They, I think I sold 175 of them. Nice. And they're, they're just, they're cute. They're simple. They're, they're fun, you know. And, and that's just kind of what happens is I'll see something either very beautiful or really fun. And so then I have to make it. And it usually starts out where, okay, I'm making this for us. And, oh, we love it. So now I'm going to put it gotcha. up. Like the pizza blanket. Those are fun, you know. Pizza blanket. I don't think I've seen the pizza blanket. I'm, I'm, I'm a slacking follower. <laughs> no. It's it's kind of far down on the page. It's a big round blanket that uh, like a pepperoni pizza blanket. I found it. That's pretty cool. Yes. That, would, that would look great in the kids' room or something like that. The the kids have the grandkids have one, and well, actually, their mom has one, and the grandkids have stolen it. <laughs> and you said that uh, St. Patrick's Day is a big one for you. From the looks of your store and your social media, I'm guessing that Halloween is also a big one for you. Um, with all of the uh, yes. spiders and webs and things like that. Is there? Yes, we there... we love holidays. Doesn't matter and, what the holiday is. Um, any, any reason to celebrate's a good one. Yes. <laughs> yep. And fun stuff. I mean, not you know, we love the fun stuff. We're kids at heart. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how you stay young, isn't it? I don't think we'll ever grow up. Let's see. What else do we have in here? The jewelry. You, did you say that you make that or is that your sister that's doing the jewelry? That's my sister here in Wisconsin that makes the jewelry. Um, she does some beautiful stuff. And if you look on her store, you'll see her um, beaded spiders. If you go to Paw Palace Treasures, You'll see her beaded spiders. Um, they started as Christmas spiders. And she's now kind of trying to make one for every holiday. And um, just some beautiful, beautiful stuff. 
so every holiday deserves a spider. I don't. I know a few people that are going to disagree with that statement. I, I don't this know. is how the spider started. Is the Christmas legend? If you've never seen the Christmas legend, it um, in Germany, the uh, woman brought in the Christmas tree and decorated it, and it was full of the spiders. So when Santa Claus came, he knew that when she got up in the morning and saw the tree, it was all full of spider webs and dull and gray. So with his magic, he turned all the webs into tinsel. So it was sparkling and um, shiny and beautiful. That's how her spiders started. Now, spiders are also an, a symbol a symbol. Luck. So the spiders have just kind of graduated like the rest of our stuff. That's that's the best story I've heard all day. I've got my uh, fiance that's getting our dog completely wrapped down, just shaking her head. She hates spiders. And, I, and I'm not a big Christmas fan, so I think I just found a, a fantastic new tradition that I have, what, another 10 months to uh, try to get enacted for this next Christmas. We need spiders and webs instead of tinsel. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's They are so pretty in the tree. If you look through uh, Paw Palace Treasures, you'll see a couple of the spiders, the snowman spider and the Christmas spider sitting in the trees, and they're just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Do they light up too, or is it? Uh... No, they don't light up. That's something for um, next next Christmas can... to work into, right? Right. Yep. Find little lights for them. We can add a name tag, a metal name tag around one of their legs, if you want to name it before you get it. That's pretty cool. You could get. Uh, I could so I could get my fiance a, a name plated custom spider. That sounds fantastic. That sounds like yes. one of the best ways to get myself in the doghouse that I've come up with in a long time. <laughs> but she will always remember it and love it. Always remember it and love it. And, and she'd have to put it up every year because it was a festive thing. I know how those things work. That's right. Yep. Gotcha. So I, I thought that those things lit up, but it must just be a flash on your uh, photography that makes them look a little bit shinier. I think she she um for the picture she you could put it like on a lighted shelf and really show those colors off ah. that's in the spiders. That makes sense. But that that would make sense. And then also on her page I see that she has a uh, a nice um description of the legend of the Christmas spider to tie it all together. Yes. And then I've noticed that between her page your page you guys kind of switch it up. Some items have free shipping, some items um, you pay for shipping. How do you guys determine stuff like that? Is it just item specific, whether you charge for shipping? For any of the bigger items, uh, for um, the smaller items, most of the smaller items, uh, we charge shipping because it just, you know, it has to be cost effective for us also, in all honesty. Absolutely. So if, if somebody, um, you guys only ship, I haven't got all the way down to your uh, shipping policy. Are you guys only in the United States shipping? Are you guys shipping all over the world? We have shipped to Australia three times. We have they shipped do like to, really big spiders uh, in the Australia, UK. So that makes sense. Yep. We've shipped to the UK. And I think that's it right now is the UK and Australia. 
That's pretty So awesome. we will okay. ship anywhere. From Wisconsin to Australia, all over the globe. All over the globe, yep. And That's our hope. <laughs> I mean, you only got, uh, what is that, another 200-some countries to go? Won't take too long. Yes, like that. Um, and you were telling me um, about your um, community of people online that uh, help you with engagement and everything like that. Um, can you explain that a little bit more um, for the listeners? I belong to a community of people at, that we're 1,700 people strong now. We are all business people. Um, we engage on each other's pages. We support each other like I've never seen any support before um, so that it helps get our pages out there and seen. And I'll tell you, since I joined this community, I have had uh, the, the interaction has tripled and uh, the sales probably tripled. I have joined this community about six months ago. Um, that the research has been done support that we give each other it's just really incredible and we're actually right now the admin and the moderators all have donated an item and we're actually doing a huge giveaway so there I believe 12 prizes involved and it's two separate winners one will be in the UK one will be in the USA because uh, Thrive Online is a global community. We have people from New Zealand, Australia, the UK, the USA, Brazil, France, Canada, everywhere. Um, it's, it's just an amazing support group. And you said that sales are increasing. So they're not just giving you the blanket comments or anything like that. They're actually helping um, buy each other's products too, it sounds like. They do. They do buy um, each other's products, but with the engagement and the support, the pages are like um, the stats on my page. I have an, um, an engagement of nearly 4,000 in the last 28 days. So 4,000 people have engaged in my pages in, in my posts alone in the last 28 days. And, th- and that's and all organic too, right? You're not paying for that? No, not a dime. Not, not bad. 4,000 people for zero dimes. I, I think people could get behind that. Absolutely. And um, there's some, one of the girls put it up just two days ago, I believe. And her engagement was 11,900 people on her page alone on, on in the last 28 days. And all of this is coming through Facebook, right? Yes. Are, are you using any other uh, social medias like uh, Pinterest or Instagram or anything like that to uh, drive sales? At, we do. Um, actually, in this community of people, we use all platforms. Our, the main focus has been Facebook, but we've now branched into Instagram. Uh, we have branched into Pinterest and um, Twitter. And um, Etsy, we also have Etsy, um, a, a place for Etsy. It's, and it's just I, I, the expertise and the knowledge and the support 
I, I just can't say enough about Thrive. It's just, it's just incredible. And if somebody wants to join that, are they, do they have to get uh, approved by the moderators or is anybody can join? Anybody can um, fill out the application. And then all you have to do is list your business name, where you're from, and of course that you agree to the rules. And you're brought in and you're put into what we call training pods where we show you, because it is a little bit of a different um, way of doing things than most people are used to. It's all done in like messenger. So we bring you into small groups in the training pod and we show you what we offer. We help you figure out how we do things this way in, in Thrive itself. And then we keep you there for about a week so we can show off. And then we put you out in all the regular pods. And it's your, once you're out in the regular pods, within, within three days, people will see a difference in their engagement and, their, and the people that are seeing. And there's a lot of sales that's that happen right away because people get to see your page right yeah it's, it's amazing how many people uh spend so much time doing like like for like or things like that instead of finding like you did find a, a community of people that are actually trying to help and build something opposed to just getting big follower numbers which doesn't do you very much good if they don't talk to you right <laughs> Exactly. You can have a thousand likes, but if nobody's, you know, engaging on your page, it doesn't matter. So are there any other resources other than Thrive that you would recommend to people that are trying to get uh, a small business or uh, crochet type uh, thing off the ground? I wish I could say yes, but Thrive has just been what has worked for me. So I really can't right now. Have you tried anything that um, just didn't work for you? That was just a complete waste of time. Oh yes. I've, I've joined different groups, you know, Etsy groups that, you know, you post your Etsy or I'll post, you know, something yellow out of your Etsy store and you'll get a lot of people that view it, like it, but they're not there to buy it because they're all sellers right. too. Yeah, I, I, I do a lot of work with authors and they have the same problem. They're in all these author groups and wondering why they're not getting sales. And I have to tell them because you're the main people you're talking to are broke authors like yourself. They don't have the money to right. go buy the book. You know, they're just trying to get their own thing out there. Um, right, exactly. And that's that's kind of the concept with with Thrive is that, OK, yeah, of course, we're out here to sell something. Of course, we are. I'm, I'm not going to even pretend that we're not. OK. But we're not here to sell to each other. What we're here to do is show your page, show your products. Okay, so now I've seen your products. So I'm going to say, oh, I really like this. So now all of my friends have now seen your product. And if one of them comments or likes, now all of their friends have seen your products that's the process with Thrive. Absolutely. And with that process, I mean, you got, you're doing fantastic with Facebook. And I know we've talked before. What's, is it a Thrive concept that you don't need a website? Is that a personal thing that you're just not ready to jump into a website? What are your feelings on a website to help promote your Etsy business? With Thrive, I don't feel that I need that, that website right now. Um, down the road, as, as our business grows, 
we may jump into that. Um, for myself right now, I prefer just to keep using the Facebook um, with Thrive. Now, if I didn't have Thrive, I would be like, hey, Colin, can you build me that website now, please? <laughs> Note to self, you know? take down Thrive overnight. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the, the only reason um, I, I think it's... that is because like, I, I agree with everything that you're saying about all the engagement and, you know, making sure that you're controlling the views and the attention. And um, that's the only part of my philosophy that really sounds like it's off from what you're doing is to use a website as a centralized hub just to, so if nothing else, just another way to track engagement to see how many people can I send from Facebook to my website so then I could track their information or load it up with a couple of different advertisements for make a couple of dollars on the back end, that type of thing. But, and I totally but. agree with you. And there are a lot of people in thrive that do have their own website. Um, the only, they enjoy it. They love it. They have their, their, some beautiful websites out there, but almost every one of them will tell you it's really hard to get the traffic to their website, even off from Facebook. Right. Yeah, it's it's no matter what you're doing, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or any of those, to get any traffic there is rough. But if you're if you have a community like Thrive or you know if you start your own personal group or things like that, that you could kind of use and build those relationships to kind of take those and say, hey, you're looking at me here, look over here, and give them that little bit of incentive, um, just to track that extra little bit of information, um, right? Because information is huge. Facebook tells you a little bit, but if you want to know anything real with Facebook or any of the other platforms and they want to have you give them money and you're like, wait a minute, I don't want to give you money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's another reason that Thrive is so important to businesses is because, you know, Facebook still wants your money. They want you to pay for those ads. Right. And, you know, well, I'm not going to say we circumvent it, but we don't need to pay for the ads like somebody that's out there on their own absolutely I, I i'm definitely under the same logic too the amount of facebook um the amount of money that you could spend to get the same reach from a paid ad versus getting in the right a couple of right groups like you're saying a couple of thousand um views per post type thing if you get in the right group why would you pay for five thousand views for 50 bucks when you could go get you know five shares and it's the same thing Right, exactly. And that's exactly why Facebook buries the pages that don't have that in interaction is because now if you pay for my ad, we're going to do for you what Thrive does for me, but they can't, they still can't from, I, I have to be careful here, but from the people that have paid for those Facebook ads, they still don't get the reach and they definitely don't get the engagement that Thrive has given me personally. Absolutely. I don't know if Thrive tells you this, but it's something that uh, I've been telling people a lot lately um, from Etsy, where if you share your Etsy link, it'll naturally have that preview of the photo of your product that automatically pops up into it, um, which is great. But if you take it one step further and take the same image that you posted on Etsy, upload it into Facebook as a photo, and then you know put your little caption. Yep. Um, it's amazing the difference, the little bit of test that I've run of the exact same content. Um, but because you upload the, the photo through Facebook, it, Facebook's like, oh, we like you. You gave us more data. We're going to put you higher this time. Right. Exactly. So 
exactly. one of those you could either learn the tricks like that or you could go pay an ad agency and get the same results is what I've noticed. That's yep, exactly. That's that's where I'm so thankful that I am involved with Thrive because it's you know, exactly like you said, upload the photo through Facebook and and with that engagement it's just unbelievable how it changed everything. So you've given us for me personally. Absolutely. Every everybody I know that's you've used Thrive has loved it. Um for just about all the same reasons that you're saying. Um, but to wrap it up, we're right about the half hour mark. I always like to end everybody with giving you what I call the digital soapbox. You get the last minute of the podcast to tell tell the audience anything you want them to know. It could be a motto, it could be a sale, anything you want to leave them on, go ahead go please come and visit us at the golden toad pop palace treasures and kathy's corner designs we have so many things that we would love to show you we know that we have something that'll work that you're looking for please look up thrive online if you're a business and looking for help on to get your business going and my last words are always smile and stay positive Awesome, Sandy. It was great talking to you. Uh, we'll have to do it again soon. I would love that. Thank you, Colin. All right, thank you. Talk to you later. Bye.